Brazil. Oh, yeah, January eighth. January eighth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a they did their own January sixth. Very mm-hmm. cool. I like that uh, Bolsonaro is just dying immediately <laughs> after eating American fast food. So what I think must be the issue with him always going to the hospital is he just has too much pride to get a colonoscopy bag. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Every yeah. couple of months, he's got to go to the he doctor. Up. He gets backed up. He's got to go to the doctor, and he has to get his shit sucked out through his nose. It's crazy that this is just, like, ritual for him now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a really good idea for the conservatives in Brazil to pin all their hopes on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that assassin didn't kill him, but he did just eviscerate his organs <laughs> yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice to think, though, that it was just the KFC. His his gut biome is not up to snuff with that of the average Americans. Yeah, he cannot eat the chicken pot pie <laughs> meal without instant repercussions. Yeah, it did look like he just got the bucket of chicken for himself, though. <laughs> Like a thirty dollar bucket of chickens. <laughs> this is how they eat in America. Yeah. <laughs> how about that video of him wandering around Publix? I know everybody has talked about this, but it's so great. He's just like, damn, look at these lights. Look at everything. <laughs> uh, the other day, I was buying a bunch of uh, wraps, and there was a cop in Wawa, and yeah. I just had to act like Bolsonaro in the Publix, <laughs> <laughs> like a couple minutes until the cop left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks that all the cops in this town have to do is hang out at Wawa. Yeah, exactly. It's their favorite place. They spawn mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, folks, let's talk about the Ben Shapiro movie-making career. You know about Ben Shapiro and his movie magic? I mean, that school sort of. shooting movie, right? Yeah, he keeps Wait, making what? movies with that uh, Marvel lady who got canceled. Oh, for, Caruso. Yeah, not Ben not Caruso. To the Woke or whatever. Uh, that's the L.A. mayor guy. No, I think it's both, right? Uh, uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's Carano. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But why why bother being correct about her? All right, well, his last movie he made with her cost $75 million Where? to make. The fuck? Is that money coming from? It made $800 at the box office. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my fucking God. And all his fans hate it because it's too woke. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, why why does the woman keep winning? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why would you pin all of your shit for your fan base on a woman? They were like, they're all going to like it because she's... uh, she got canceled in Star Wars or whatever. <laughs> She's not in the Star Wars TV shows anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, like, spend, like, yeah, years cultivating, like, a fan base of the most, like, trad, like, foaming at the mouth, like, freak shows that are out there. And real morons. Just, yeah, just dopes. Just yeah, fucking just, idiots. Fucking droolers. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, make a movie with a lady star and expect them to be down with I'm it. I'm sorry, what was that? What was this one about? Just the Gina Carano, like, Western or whatever. It's a Western? The only thing that comes up is that fucking uh, Matt Walsh prick. You can't even find these movies. The funnest part of the uh, Kevin McCarthy house saga... Oh, yeah. ...was finding out that uh, C-SPAN only has control yeah. of the cameras... While there isn't a speaker of the house, they what? always ask for control, and every speaker tells them no. What is up with that? Yeah, but because uh, the Republicans uh, did their little force the vote thing, yeah, uh, we got all these great like camera angles of like Matt Gates and AOC yeah, having yeah, yeah. a weird confrontation, or like mm-hmm. the big fat guy hitting a vape. 
Oh, dude, <laughs> that, that awesome. guy rocks, that dude. So do you know? Do you know who he's the representative for? No, no. the Northern Mariana Islands. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I, I think I have his Wikipedia up still. I like. Oh, that's awesome. I like figured out who this guy was. Gregorio Sablon, sixty-seven-year-old <laughs> weed god from the Mariana Islands. Wait, do you think he was vaping weed then? It was. It was definitely weed. That's so fucking awesome. Is he a Republican? No, he's a Democrat. Wow. Let's go. He was an independent until 2022. Wow. He's 67. He fucking, like, he he held that hit in like a champ. I <laughs> admired his technique. He really did. He <laughs> ate that shit. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Superman cameras, there was also that thing where, like, Matt Gates had so much power in this whole fucking debacle, and there it's like him standing up with a shit ton of people just crowded around him, and some old guy like walks up to him, and they get into like a uh, some altercation. He whispers something to him. They they start yelling at each other, and then somebody like. I don't know who it was. Somebody, like, grabbed somebody's face and, like, stiff-armed him and, like, <laughs> ripped him away from Matt Gates. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He was the first, like, physical altercation in the floor of the house since the 80s, I think. Yeah, we're doing Italian parliamentary shit now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> right down well, to the coalitions that come down <laughs> to, like, one vote. Yeah. Did you guys see, uh, did you guys see, like, Matt Gates kept voting, like present or something and someone came up and whispered something in his ear and he got real scared looking and changed his vote to McCarthy. Really? Yes. I saw he voted for Trump once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept yeah. doing shit like that and like being epic or yeah. whatever. He kept I think, being epic. And but. then some I, some nameless suit came up, whispered something in his ear and he turned like gray. <laughs> <laughs> and, cha- and changed his vote to McCarthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, buddy. He's got the pedophile stuff. It was fun. It's, no, it's well known. It's <laughs> it was fun. All the people who refused specifically, because it was a bunch of those like, like when it was twenty people, it was just like all of those uh, Republican New York congressmen who got sworn in mm-hmm. on the anti no chill no chill <laughs> wave. Yeah, yeah. Dude, speaking of speaking of the New York Republicans, how about all the new shit about George Santos that's come out since we did the uh, the article about him? Oh, yeah, He's yeah. That's best. probably not even his name. Definitely not his name. Like, the fact that they call... <laughs> They had to call his name three times on the floor before he voted. Yeah. There's no chance he knows he, he remembers votes because he doesn't He's respond. Doesn't oh, yeah, his I'm name. George Santos. And all the videos of like it's like just a throng of reporters following him around everywhere he goes in the Capitol. He's just like, please move, please move out of my way. <laughs> just he won't should, talk to any of them. They're like, what do you say about the allegations? He should not resign. He should definitely no. not resign because no. I don't think anyone has enough unilateral ability to make him. No, that's the thing. He knows <laughs> co- this Congress is way too fucking close. They cannot afford. He's, he's of been asked by the New York GOP to resign. He's been asked. You know, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does not. He doesn't that's have to so do awesome. anything. No, because no. this is a news cycle. We're talking about the United States of America here. Nobody's going to even remember the name George Santos in two months. No, yeah, it is really funny that no one would like sit with him in Congress. That was the other. <laughs> Great part of season, it would cut to him like all alone <laughs> yeah, by yeah, himself. Yeah. Or he uh, he was hanging out with Lauren Bobert. Yeah, I guess it's pretty easy to get bought into that crowd. Mm. <laughs> that would that would be very funny if that's the angle he takes. <laughs> yeah, I'll just become fine then. I'll be one of the crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, he would have been big business. <laughs> Gonna do CrossFit with Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, I could have been normal. I could have been a normal, yeah. uh, annoying New York Republican. <laughs> but you didn't let me. Yeah. <laughs>
Such a fucking beast, man. Yeah. My penis was... What? Let's hear it. All right. Let it spin. Folks, with our first Boomer Death Squad ad read, here's an excerpt from Spare, the new Prince Harry oh, biography, as told nice. by Prince Harry himself. Okay. My penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. <laughs> the last place I wanted to be was Frost Nippistan. What? I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It's worth having. Trust me. I found the tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. Then I took a smidge and applied it down there. <laughs> down there. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh... We are finally back from our near month long, completely intentional planned hiatus that we um, informed the listeners of. As CIA agents, we can be deployed to various countries to enact regime change at any time. Uh, yes, and we are in Peru. We are in Brazil. Yeah, no, we were in Brazil. We were the guys who did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we it was it. our our bad. It didn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got the wrong guys for the job. Oh, our failed coup. They got a bunch of Lula fans. <laughs> yeah, we left before the military got there too. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, that was a nice, um, a nice little gift uh, for us, right? The <laughs> January eighth. January 8th, You see yeah. what I'm getting at here? I do, I do. <laughs> we uh, missed the Christmas episode, folks. We missed the New Year's episode. We missed the episode after that. <laughs> 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 and so, uh, uh, that means I haven't even seen you guys since before Christmas. So, uh, if you wouldn't mind, fellas, I've got a few gifts I'd like to rain down, rain down upon you. I right. got... I got a. I think I got some gifts too. Let's do the the annual BDS gift exchange, shall we? I think we shall. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, I'll I'll go first because none of mine are wrapped. <laughs> okay. All right. Bought from the same discount outlet store. <laughs> For you, Matt, a skateboard. By the way, it's an element skateboard? Hell yes. An element skateboard. In your Thank old age, you. I'm trying to kill you. I'm trying to break your limbs. I'm trying to break your bones. I'm trying to murder you. I'm going to be jumping down some stairs and probably not landing on this thing. Yeah. Oh, by the way, listener, what you're, what you're hearing is Matt doing. What are you doing? I'm trying to do an ollie. He's doing an ollie. We're doing an ollie, folks. We're not a video podcast. Oh, he hit it. He got at least a couple inches off the ground there. He did not kill himself on my concrete floor or in my uh, bare wooden roof. Very nice. Are okay. you Danny? Because uh, the other thing I got you is not coming and probably doesn't exist, and I got $30 stolen from me. What? A hammock. Okay. I got you a problem. I got you something you have to figure out. <laughs> How am I even going to fit this in my car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do it no. across the center console, or your trunk probably opens. Yeah. No, like in you're the, right. The cabin. Now, I'll say there's two different price tags on here. I paid the cheaper one. I was going to say, I hope assured. you didn't get scammed, pal. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. I, I like it. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you, Joey. I'm going to go next. 
Joe, this one is you, pal. Ooh, it's a big square. I just realized you're wearing the Federal Donuts uh, crew neck that Adam Sandler wears in that ba- basketball show. Yeah, I still haven't seen that basketball show, but Me this crew neck is tight. Don't ignore the box. I was like, oh, fast orange hand cleaner. You shouldn't have. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's see what we got. What do we got? Looks like a book. Looks like the new drill book. <laughs> you know, haters say that it's unreadable. <laughs> it's so odd. Look at it. It's just like the whole of text. Every no. It's just like... 10,000 tweets or something, and they're separated by just semicolons and no spaces. <laughs> Haters will say it's unreadable. I say they're just not drunk enough. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's, it's the chaotic this going to give This will give me brain damage for <laughs> many years to come. And Matt, this one's you, Bow. I like the... I like, I like the wrapping paper. We got a beautiful thank you. wrapping paper going on. Yeah. Did you yep, make this? I did, yeah. Dude, what Danny has gotten me is a real tree China hat. Something I've, I, I saw in a dream once and I've wanted ever since. Danny, thank you so much. Yo, this buddy. Amazing. I need like that one. This fucking rocks. I sewed that little China patch on there myself. Dude, you're the best. Incredible. And you know what? He was explaining to me months ago, Matt was telling me about this hat that he wants. Uh, a real tree hat. If you're not familiar with real tree, it's the camo that is just like pictures of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> with the China flag uh, on it, <laughs> oh, which it's it's so sick. I'm so happy. It's a very it's a nice color juxtaposition. It, is. it looks very. It's a nice hat, folks. All right, are these the same? Do we have to? So, uh, so my personal neuroses came into play. I was like, what if what if I accidentally get them a better gift than the other one? <laughs> so I got you guys kind of the same things. You got uh, you got us three gifts. You got us too many things. <laughs> this is so. you got us three gifts, folks. So let's. All right, let's open the big the big, okay. the big guy first. All right. <laughs> oh shit! Did you get me a watch? We have matching watches, folks. <laughs> so I lost mine because I'm a dumbass, but what I need you to replace you lost it. it. Like, I don't know where it went. <laughs> How is that? This uh, is sweet. He's redacted, folks. This is... So, uh, this is... Incredible. This is the same watch, but worn by one Osama Bin Laden. It's... <laughs> it's the only branded item he was ever seen to have worn. Dude, that's wonderful. The rubber strap, too? Yes, and the Department of Defense uh, is sus about these watches because Al Kaida uses them in bombs. <laughs> Holy shit, man! This is a this is a fucking outstanding gift. <laughs> this is I'm insane, Matt. Surely, uh, this is like Sudafed. How do you turn <laughs> on? How did the you get this? Part? Oh, you can just buy them. It's the most common watch. It's one of the most common watches yeah, in the world. I have a little digital Casio, but this one this one's fucking sweet. I'm really liking the rubber strap here. Thank you, brother. This fucking Absolutely. rocks. Uh, show me how to set it later. I'm just going to yeah. just go silent and play with it all episode <laughs> otherwise. All right. You want to open this uh, mid middle one? Middle gift. All middle right. gift. So we might have already uh, seen something like this already. Uh, great minds think alike or great something minds. like that. Oh, shit. 
Also, the drill book. <laughs> different, different versions of the drill book. Thank God you didn't get the goth one. Yeah. <laughs> I got the eternal one. I got beloved and chaotic now. <laughs> a drill library. I'm the only person in the world this has ever happened. That's incredible, yeah. dude. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Incredible. That's that's fantastic. Like I said, very readable book if you're not a coward. And finally, last one here. Oh my god. Dude, Matt. <laughs> He got his oh John Hinckley Jr. merch. <laughs> <laughs> this is indeed John Hinckley Jr. merchandise. As with all artists, I prefer his earlier hits. <laughs> his earlier work was better. <laughs> Good lord, Matt. Very strong. Incredible. Incredible gifting presents. I'm glad you boys like them. Well, you know what? Very Merry Christmas, fellas. Merry Christmas, A Merry fellas. Boomer Death Squad Christmas and <laughs> Festivus if you celebrate. We have three quarters of the drill books. Yeah, it's <laughs> January 11th. <laughs> <laughs> Squad, the number one Wahhabist watch podcast <laughs> on the public broadcast service left. That's right. I am your host. Who's the NPR lady? I'm Iris Joe Glass. Glass. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Joe Glass. <laughs> uh, I don't know any other NPR, or uh, yeah, I don't know any NPR people. PBS, uh, I'm Danny the Tank Engine. There we go. Am I right? There we go. <laughs> I'm Zabuma Matt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I feel like for some reason I, I've said I was Zabumafu on this podcast before, but I don't remember. That is sort of ringing a bell for me too. It's certainly something you believe. You're like just you guys, you it. guys were the, you guys were like the the guys, and I was Zabumafu. Like, <laughs> what are the guys' names? I'm gonna say Mark and Elliot. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word right. for it because Zabumafu is the only character I remember. Fact, yeah. He was kind of the star of that operation. He was. Most of the character development did go to, to uh, Zabumafu. Yeah, he really carried that show. Anyway, this isn't at all what the article trying to get <laughs> Trying to get pussy off, like, being on Zabumafu. <laughs> Hey, baby, I'm one of the co-stars of Zabumafu. Yeah. Every year it gets harder and harder. Yeah. People just keep forgetting what Zabumafu was. <laughs> Not me, buddy. Yeah. I love that lemur. Anyway, this isn't even remotely what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Though we are in PBS.com. Public broadcast service? Um, I guess so. That sounds... Please, please be Sabumafu. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I turn on PBS, I'm like... Please be Sabumafu. You know how Republicans always complain? They're like, the public broadcast service, it doesn't make any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be cool if they figured out a way to make money and it was just going all in on Zabumafu. There are Zabumafu <laughs> theme parks. Yeah. The television shows on every network. The Zabumafu like, extended universe. Yeah. They should, they should, like, expand upon it a little bit. Like, Zabumafu could be, like, <laughs> Zabumafu could be the next star franchise. <laughs> yeah, you put him in, like, a cool outfit. 
Yeah, yeah, like a little leather jacket, and he has a gun. Like <laughs> a little, little leather jacket, and he has a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other most important franchise of all time, besides Avatar, could be Zabuma Phil. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't really know how to uh, transition away from that. So, what are we talking about? What's this about? Uh, so, this is actually um, this is actually sort of an update to an article that we did like nearly two years ago. Um, and that date will become more important once we get um, to the end of this one. Do you guys remember when we did the uh, the yoga lady who got really into QAnon? I do. It was it's one of my favorite stories we've ever touched on. It was cool, and and it was a I don't remember what it was in, but it was some liberal talking about how scary and dangerous it was that yoga people are getting into QAnon. I don't remember it, but I believe you. It was nearly two years ago, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I also don't think you're lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were they were getting real into Gaia. They were watching like boring <laughs> like lizard people documentaries or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very specifically lizard people documentaries. Which, as we've said before, it's a great metaphor. <laughs> but once you start taking it a little too seriously, a little bit too far, pal. It's like um. All right, this is a I guess a little bit. Back to the cold open, but you guys saw this shit about um, some guy seeing a giant on a mountain on TikTok. Yeah, and they killed him for it. <laughs> killed him for it. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. the guy, just like the guy who was, uh, just like the guy who was uh, communicating with a mermaid from his boat. This is exactly. Yeah, and they burned the boat and they crashed him in his car. Exactly. So a guy saw a giant on a mountain and then the CIA killed him, uh, and TikTok figured it out. Was um, it in Kandahar? <laughs> I think it was in Canada, actually. Uh, close. Close. Yeah. In the Silver. Canada Har Mountain Giant. <laughs> he still killed Pat Tillman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A yeah. series of caves that line the world. What are exactly. these caves full of giants? <laughs> and mermaids. Yeah, they're Nephilim, bro. Well, that happened, and then you got just every fucking manner of person on Twitter talking about how the CIA uh, killed him and the government doesn't want us to know that giants are real. And then somebody went viral. I don't know if you guys saw this one. She was like, uh, a guy found a giant and uh, a day later he was dead. A woman found a mermaid and a day later she was dead. I have this saved. We can read it <laughs> verbatim yeah, if yeah, we yeah. want. It's because it's very funny. Is this like Matt's Snapchat news? <laughs> no, no, this is from Twitter. So there's a TikToker that posted a video of a giant, and now he's dead, after he posted about the government stalking and threatening him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone else replies, just how the guy that was interacting with a mermaid got his boat raided by the CIA and got in a severe car accident after that. Dude, I hate it when my boat gets raided by the CIA because I'm interacting with a mermaid. Yeah, for interacting with yeah. a mermaid. But, so... <laughs> and then the original poster replies, I don't get their point in hiding it from us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But somebody replies to the mermaid uh, lady, and they're like, um, quick, what do you think of Jews and she's like, well, they're rich and they own everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Quick. that makes sense. The mermaid to whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Pipeline. The Kanye West to mermaid pipeline. Well, Kanye fucked a mermaid actually. That's what happened to Kanye. That's where he went. He met a mermaid in the he's CIA. A, yeah, he's at, he's in Atlantis. <laughs> uh. All right, so we're going to, like I said, little update on a very old article that we did. Um, she was a popular yoga guru. Then she embraced QAnon conspiracy theories. This is by Emily Gorin, Gurin in, uh, in PBS. Goring. Goring, yeah. Emily Goebbels. They taught us how to make rockets, and in exchange, uh, their children get the only paid... Like, government journalism jobs in the country. <laughs> the Germans? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> um, let's start out here. QAnon, the baseless conspiracy theory that claims that a cabal of Satan-worshipping, blood-drinking elites control politics and media is... I mean, yeah. they uh, forgot baseless? pedophile sources. What are you talking about, pal? Uh, yeah, exactly. Let, let's see some sauces here. Is closely identified in political circles with some supporters of former President Donald Trump. But it also has a toehold in yoga and wellness circles. <laughs> a toehold. More like a camel toehold. Am I right? Am I right? I like Them the idea pants. of a QAnon-style French Revolution and, like, the yoga parlors are our new salons. <laughs> right. Our greatest warriors because they can put their, like, legs completely behind their head. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they roll into battle like droid Akas from Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, themes like everything is connected, nothing happens without a purpose, and nothing is what uh, and nothing is what it seems are central to both yoga philosophy and conspiratorial thinking. It's a very good point. When I originally found this article, there's some like lib lady. She was like, "I was going to get into yoga, but now I'm going to you know follow science or something." <laughs> okay. It's like you dipshit. <laughs> Just stretch. It's good for yeah, you. Do the Michael Imperioli like? Uh, oh yeah. Do his. I should. Meditations against Donald Trump that happened once a week. <laughs> Doesn't he live stream them? Yeah, they're awesome. free. You have to, like, sign up. Quote, if you've been practicing yoga, these are going to be very familiar ideas to you, said Matthew Remsky, a former yoga teacher and journalist who hosts a podcast about conspiracies, wellness, and cults called Conspirituality. Which, this guy was in the last article, if you, if you don't remember. Yeah, he's like he's like the talking head on this subject. He's the only guy. The only the person expert. that'll get interviewed about this shit. Two years later. And he's still going. But I guess so are we. During the pandemic, many yoga teachers began to speak more openly about their belief in conspiracies. To the point that there is now a term to describe this phenomenon. The wellness to QAnon pipeline. What a... <laughs> <laughs> this term was invented probably by that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a really awful term. It's like, yeah, if you're if you're pursuing wellness, you're gonna uh, you might fall. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah. do January sixth. <laughs> Talk about a red brown alliance. Am I right? If the January sixth guys did more yoga, maybe they would have gotten farther in there. <laughs> you know, maybe a few more of them would have gotten over that wall. Exactly. Maybe Still the walls yeah. a little bit quicker. <laughs> they would have fit into that body armor a little better. <laughs> Definitely, those cops wouldn't have had heart attacks. Yeah, yeah. No I, way. If Ashley Babbitt had just stretched that morning, she would have probably dodged the bullet. Yeah, could have matrixed that. Yeah, she bullet. would be the American Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, she maybe did do yoga, but most of those people were not doing yoga. Definitely, yeah. Uh, to understand what wellness and conspiracy theories have in common, I decided to follow the radical the radicalization journey of a Los Angeles-based Kundalini yoga teacher named Guru Jagat, Jag Jagat, and a yoga teacher with celebrity followers. Guru Jagat was born as Katie Griggs, but <laughs> <laughs> Griggs used her spiritual name professionally. Katie Griggs. We should all do that. Get some get some guru names. Yeah, would you get guru names? Yeah, what's my spiritual? I'm so not creative though. I'd probably be like Guru Matt. Yeah, I'd be Mahatma. Mahatma. It's the only Indian name I know. But so you basically be like taking my name in a way. Is that Indian for Matt? I don't think so, but it's similar. That's what Matt always says. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Gandhi's real name was Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matt Gandhi. Gandhi, uh, wasn't he probably a pedophile? I don't want to be uh, associated. <laughs> also a friend of Hitler. Let's not let's not forget that. 
dear friend of Hitler, Gandhi. <laughs> it was the style of the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right, hating Britain. <laughs> she ran a kundalini yoga studio in the Venice neighborhood of L.A. called the R.A.M.A. Institute for Applied Yogic Science and Technology. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> a tech school. It's a tech school for yoga. <laughs> Where she taught celebrities like Alicia Keys and Kate Hudson. Some <laughs> <Just> marks. <laughs> Uh, part of why she was so popular was that she was uh, something of a contradiction. She wore white flowing clothes, wrapped her hair in a turban, and could chant in Sanskrit. <laughs> All right, so she did. She 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 put some time in at least. I get. Well, I don't know. I think it's more like that episode of Venture Bros where Dean is speaking Sanskrit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she also swore profusely and talked about sex and fashion in class. Inspiring. This white woman dressed up like Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. How is she not just doing a fucking From Justin Aladdin. Trudeau? Yeah, literally. <laughs> they, like, let white women do it. It's weird. <laughs> Did you say Aladdin? Aladdin. 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 Inshaladdin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Justin Trudeau is sharing this article and being like, see? See? <laughs> I'm like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so this is and then Jagmeet Singh is supporting him. <laughs> yeah, all right, Canadian politics. So well, there you go, your guru Jagmeet. Yeah. Uh, so now we get into the snitch that uh, snitched all over um, our guru, Jacqueline Gelb. First took a class with Guru Jagat in 2013 and was immediately drawn in. Jacqueline Geld and her great 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 grandfather did all the gelding and Gelb with a B. And they changed it in L. Uh, mm, right, in like Ellis Island. Yeah, just someone in Ellis Island whose whole job is like switching one letter. <laughs> Dude, I googled that and Ellis Island put out a statement like, "Nope, not true. Never happened. We didn't do that. It's uh, not true." Definitely true. They're saving their ass. Yeah, they're trying to cover up <laughs> Ellis <laughs> that, Island. So that's what comes up when you Google it. Ellis yeah. Island's just the government, bro. Of course they're going <laughs> to hide shit from us. Quote, a yoga teacher that talked like that, that was real. That was grounded, she recalled. I knew instantly, this is my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, Gelb was practicing four to six hours a day. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this woman does not have a job. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, taking cold showers, which is a kundalini yoga thing, and trying to get friends and family to join. <laughs> it sounds like a cult. Or a uh, pyramid scheme. Cold showers sucks. You have to take your shower, like, so hot yeah, you, have to you come out, like, red. Literally, oh, you gotta yeah. burn your skin off. Yeah. Like, I'm red, and I'm like, oh, I'm so Irish, god damn it. But it's just, like, really, it's the hot shower. You're never shower. more Irish than when you come out of a hot shower. <laughs> For so real. <laughs> Yeah, you're, the bog skin is in full effect. It's just like, uh, <laughs> no, exactly. Gelb always liked that Guru Jagat was an edgy disruptor, unafraid of speaking your mind. I'm um, disrupting the yoga industry. industry. <laughs> <laughs> With a tech school format. <laughs> and curse words. Yeah. One Sanskrit chanting white woman has one cool trick to disrupt the entire yoga industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, before the pandemic, she spoke about conspiracies occasionally, but that seemed like part of her shtick. Is it not still part of her shtick? She's getting articles written up about her. It's more part it's of her It's a pretty successful now. shtick, yeah. But after the pandemic started, Gelb no uh, noticed her teacher beginning to speak more openly in class and in her podcast, Reality Riffing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, have us on. Yeah, yeah a little comp competition here. Mm. 
I like that this woman is not only uh, practicing her teachings for six hours a day and going to probably her thing like every single day. She's also listening to her podcast every yeah, yeah. time. Literally, yeah. this woman dominated this woman. Yeah. Just like probably a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gelb said it was hard for her to watch. State. Said it was hard for her to watch her teacher change, but she also couldn't look away. She began to wish someone close to Guru Jagat would quote figure out a way to wake her up, a way to snap her out of it. It's the wrong wording there. Wake her up. She's she's not woke. She's she's she's, she's not going to go woke. She's not woke. She's elevated. She's <laughs> she's fucking. She knows. Yeah. The true truths of the universe. Yeah. <clears throat> but in December 2020, Gelb reached her limit. That's when Guru Jagat invited David Icke to speak at the studio and on her <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he came in and gave a speech at her yoga thing. <laughs> it's incredible. That's so cool. He's got time. <laughs> I think pretty clear what he, what he was in it for. Yeah, we understand. Our Fairweather <laughs> fans would also abandon us if we had Luminary <laughs> David Icke on. Yeah, yeah. Which is why we don't. Yeah. We have them scheduled, actually, for later in the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their conversation ranged from the lockdown to other far-right talking points. Quote, the wellness industry, it's been hijacked by all of this, this kind of woke agenda, she said. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when the wellness yeah, industry... Yeah, it's all this woke bullshit <laughs> doing in my crystals. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, that's actually ironic, because I have a crystal coworker who is, like, completely psycho right-wing. But like mines for crystals and, and is very into their energies. Uh, yeah, that seems to be what this is. Yeah, it's weird to be conservative, but also like an aura person. What are you trying? You're trying to steal other people's aura. You're trying to have the most aura. <laughs> like it's just, that is exactly. How does that? How do those worldviews coincide? <laughs> yeah, Remsky, the co- the host of Conspirituality. If you forgot, they had to remind you uh, because this fucking loser. Has no listeners to his stupid bitch ass podcast. So you have to plug me, you have to plug me <laughs> seven times throughout the article. Yeah, noticed a number of yoga teachers flirting with QAnon during the early months of the pandemic. At first, he suspected it was a marketing ploy. That's all. It, that's literally what it is. Uh, with yoga studios around the country suddenly closed, teachers were forced to compete for the same online audience. But as the pandemic progressed, some teachers, like Guru Jagat, did not walk back their rhetoric. Wow, I can't believe this group of highly, inf- like, very easily influenced people yeah. got pulled into something like this. You're it's- telling me you cr- you tricked a bunch of crystal people? Yeah, yeah, Get exactly. the fuck out of here. Of course, many people practice yoga without believing in conspiracy theories. However, yoga philosophy and conspiratorial thinking have a lot in common, Ramsky said, <laughs> making it easy to slide from the former into the latter. In both circles, there's an emphasis on doing your own research and finding your own truth. <laughs> uh, and then here they quote, like, at length from some fucking loser from the new school and a think tank asshole named Ben Lorber. <laughs> uh, Look he- out for this guy. He'll lorb you. Yeah, yeah, more and more people are saying there's a lorb yeah. storm brewing in yeah. Democratic politics. His, his family's from Australia. They got sent to Australia and they forced them to change their last name to Lorber because they were a bunch of lorbing criminals. <laughs> They're lorbers. They're lorbers, so you know. Yeah. Uh, they basically just they trot these fucking losers out to say that QAnon specifically resonates with yoga people. It's like... I don't know. I just feel like you can draw connections between literally... How is this not conspiratorial thinking? You're just drawing fucking lines between random shit. 
Exactly. It's their own, like, very lame, stupid, like, teacher's petty version of conspiratorial thinking. Yeah. This is a slow news week uh, article. Um, Jacqueline Gelb stopped taking classes with Guru, Guru Jagat. She was angry with her former teacher. And now, I don't remember if this is the same woman as the last uh, article was about, but the last woman was also just like, uh, I'm angry at her. <laughs> she, she, I remember she was complaining about getting a bunch of texts in a group chat about it. <laughs> Uh, blown up I, I love this yeah. next line. She quote: "She was so intelligent. She had so much power. <laughs> she could have done so much good." This is like Obi Wan <laughs> talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is Uncle Ben to Spider Man. Yeah. She was the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. So, like to uh, to believe this person has power, but also that they're now evil. Yeah, <laughs> like this person that. now believes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What to do when your yoga teacher goes Seth? <laughs> exactly. My it's, yoga teacher has gone so. Totally Totally Sith. She just she just knows there's good still in her. But as Guru Jagat radicalized, she kept many of her followers. Nancy Lucas is another one of Guru Jagat's longtime students who said she liked hearing what she called every side of the story in her class and on her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> every side of the story. That's such a funny way to put like David Ike coming and giving a, like a lizard people presentation. She's like, well, yeah. this is a new side yeah. of the story that I've heard <laughs> yeah. now. I think she was giving people from all walks of life that opportunity to come there and speak and give their point of view, she said. Like, David Icke is, like, a scrappy <laughs> guy from, like, yeah. the underground who journalism. Else, who else is coming and giving speeches at her yoga class? Like, all she's talking about is David Icke. Very cool. Uh... Guru Jagat's story came to a sudden, sudden unexpected end on August 1st, 2021, when she died of a pulmonary embolism. What? Yes, 41. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> now, now this, this, is, this is an important date, because I want to point out, we read the first article about this woman in June of 2021, two months before she died. <laughs> what? <laughs> two months after we released that podcast, this woman was dead of a pulmonary embolism. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know really what That's that means. Scary. I'm guessing her brain just popped because she was reading too much QAnon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was 41. I think that's with like your heart or your lungs or something. Sure, yeah. Probably still just reading too much QAnon. Uh, or we put out enough bad vibes that she just succumbed. Yeah. We should see how many other people we've read articles about who have succumbed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> to our like, negativity. We're like the death now. <laughs> we, yeah, we find out there's like a chain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, since her death, her yoga studio, the RAMA Institute, initiated an elaborate period of mourning, including <laughs> two weeks of continuous chanting, a gong ceremony, and a 13-day-long Mayan ceremony for clarity and direction. Oh, that's like what they did for the queen. For the queen or Kim Jong-il. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I like an elaborate period of mourning. Yeah. <laughs> when I die, my period of mourning better be elaborate. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I'm going to lie mat in state in the Capitol House for two <laughs> weeks. I'm going to have hordes of peasants come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and see him. And check me out. And then eventually you'll remove me when, you know, you do your uh, Matt was wrong speech. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have to the era of Matt else. is over. <laughs> I'm knocking over all the statues of Matt that have been <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some will call you a revisionist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Since then, Guru Jagat has become a saint-like figure to many of her followers. Are you guys surprised by this? I'm not. She died. They liked her a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the general qualifier for martyrdom. Yeah. Uh, and this is the last paragraph here. In a YouTube tribute, student Angela Sumner described her this way. That is such a Nazi name. Angela Sumner, Sumner. described her this way. <laughs> yes, Sumner. Yeah. She, she was part of the, like, she... Her forefathers allegedly <laughs> were Nazi witch sorcerers. Yeah, yeah. She has she has uh, generational trauma from the Nuremberg trials. Yeah. Quote, even if you think that she's a scam artist, even if you th think she's a conspiracy theorist, you can't look at her eloquence and her teachings and deny that she's one of the greatest teachers that's ever lived during our time. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? I'm becoming a Ted Kaczynski type. <laughs> To be honest, I think Ted Kaczynski was right about a lot more shit than this woman was. Uh, and he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so that's just a little update. Um, we could have done that, uh, like, over a year ago when well, she died, but... Yeah. Um, sorry, you're dead, I guess. <laughs> Rest uh, up. You know what? Let's, let's give her a post-mortem smoke show of the week. I was gonna say, she's been permanently disqualified from all future <laughs> smoke show of yeah. the week. But we'll give, her, we'll give her an honorary one. Yeah. For her, for the uh, ex the period of mourning. Yeah, smoke show in our hearts. It's like at the end of the Oscars <laughs> when they show the picture yeah. of Betty White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when they have uh, Zelensky come on and give a... Zelensky give a, come on and play the piano with his penis. Did Betty White <laughs> die? Did Betty White die? Yeah, I think she did a while ago, actually. I thought her whole thing yeah, was she was dead. just... Oh, yeah, she Oh, wow, she died uh, December 31st, 2021. Where? How did you get here? How did I get where? To, to Betty White, is she alive or not? I was wondering if she was still alive. <laughs> because I said she was dead, declaratively. Whatever. Uh, goodbye, this woman. <laughs> okay. Um, you Bye, died. Goodbye. And also, yeah, rest if you had Betty gotten White. the vaccine, you and all of your friends would have been like, this is a vaccine related. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag guys so, suddenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Rip Diamond. Oh my god, yeah, Diamond of Diamond and Silk fame. Oh, really? Yeah, she died. Diamond was like the pen in their pen and teller. Yeah, and <laughs> Silk, unfortunately, is fucked. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry to say. say. Uh, uh, Diamond did all the talking. Yeah, good luck, Garfunkel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trump did a really long memorial post on Truth about Diamond. Talked Should about how wonderful it? she was. Do you have it up? Yeah, I have it on my phone. I thought. So I don't know why, but I got kind of sad when I saw that she died. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know that like, I don't know if it was like the breaking up of a duo or what that got me, but I got like a little bummed dude. when I saw she died. But Trump's uh, like speech was like or his speech. Where is it? Our beautiful Diamond. Where is it? Oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> Really bad news for Republicans and, frankly, all Americans. Our True. beautiful diamond of diamond and silk has just passed away at her home in the state she loved so much, North Carolina. Silk was with her all the way, and at her passing, there was no better team anywhere. Silk watching Diamond die? Silk was with her all the way. There was no better team anywhere or yeah. at any time. Diamond's yeah. death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out. Dude, rest in peace, our magnificent diamond. You will be greatly missed. Dude, that, but that's really sweet. That, <laughs> it is, like, really, it is a very, like, nice... Her like, big, beautiful, wonderful, kind heart just gave out. Also, <laughs> also, also, pure speculation on his part. He was I'm like, assuming. He was like, she was just filled with too much love. Yeah. Well, Roger, Roger Stone also did <laughs> a memorial tweet. 
uh, rest in peace, sister? He was like, yeah. Well, he was like, <laughs> I think that's what he said. All right, right? Yeah, no, he said, R.I.P. Sister Diamond. Something, something beautiful, something. Oh, he I, said his girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. And then he, but that was the edited tweet. Somebody went back and screenshotted the edited version. First, Uh-oh. he said, maybe Silk should come be the co-host on my podcast. What? Yeah, and then he edited and took that part he's, out. He's trying to hire Silk right away. Yeah. Steal her away. Yeah, After he knows he can swoop in there, steal that talent. Duo. God, that would be a great HBO show. You're the number two in, like, a conservative duo like that, but then the number Your boy one dies. suddenly dies, yeah. and you absolutely do not have the sauce to keep <laughs> it up. <laughs> that is a Danny McBride yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. You're just failing yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're losing viewership. Yeah, yeah. You don't have the talking points down. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, let's move on to our longer article this week. Um, this was a, this went around Twitter like a couple weeks ago. I think mainly just for the headline. Um, I think it was one of those articles people were saying where like you come up with the headline and it's a pretty good pun, and then you work backwards from there and figure out what you're going to write about. Yeah, it's like oh wow, the New Yorker did something pretentious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 unbelievable, man. So check out this sick title, folks: the haves and the have yachts. Woo! You get it? Woo! Oh, you get yeah. it? That's right. This is by some guy named Evan Osnos in uh, The New Yorker. And you're right. They did something pretentious. Big surprise. Um, This, again, like I said, I think it really just went around Twitter for the um, headline because I clicked on it and I swear to God, it was like 22 pages of notes. And I've cut it down to like six. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's insane. But basically, we're going to get into uh, the world of big, gigantic yachts. Big um, boats and really? the men who buy them. And the men who buy them and think they're really cool. And the journalists who think those men are really cool. Oh, God, they write profiles on them. Oh, yes. So, Evan, uh, Evan Osno starts out here. In the Victorian era, it was said that the length of a man's boat in feet should match his age in years. He actually gets, he gets that wrong. Uh, it's, it's his penis. That's true. Mm -hmm. In years. The Victorians would have had some questions at the 40th annual Palm Beach International Boat Show, which convened this March on Florida's Gold Coast. The Palm Beach International Boat Show. How many people are coming in from international? That's what I want to know. Probably a lot. I'd say quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Some people with some Saudi Arabian passports, if you catch my drift here. I was going to say, who else wants a big boat? Who else has big boat money? Yeah. Russian oligarchs. Oh, yeah, but boy, do they it. get into that. Yeah, do we not let them buy our big, beautiful boats anymore? <laughs> boy, do we get into that. A typical offering, a 203-foot super yacht named Sea Owl. <laughs> Such a <laughs> shitty name. So, oh my god. Hawk, the Sea Owl. <laughs> Selling secondhand for $90 million. The owner, Robert Mercer... The hedge fund tycoon and Republican donor was throwing in furniture and accessories, including several auxiliary boats, a Steinway piano, a variety of frescoes, and a security system that requires fingerprint recognition. Hmm, a security system 
requires finger <laughs> Okay. I guess someone's going to steal your big boat. It, it has the technology yeah. of an iPhone from 2015. Yeah. Literally. And so uh, a running theme in this article uh, is this guy basically talks to some of the richest people on Earth and introduces them just by basically how much money they have or how awesome they are. Uh, so I had to go out of my way to Google these fucking people, just write their name and then controversy. This is Vic Pedophile. <laughs> he makes $200 billion a yeah. year yeah, it's, selling soda. It's a uh, fucking... It's Baron Cohen's Geo character from Who is America. Yes, 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 yes. Diamond Geo. Exactly. Can you get Can you get to me a boy? Uh, yeah, we can arrange that. FBI said do not release this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Endorse Hillary Clinton. Make a new Borat movie. <laughs> Make a new Borat movie. Endorse Hillary Clinton. <laughs> right now. Or you're done. So this guy, Robert Mercer, uh, he bankrolled Trump's 2016 run, like a fuck to- like a huge uh, portion of his 2016 run. He bankrolled Brexit. <laughs> like, straight up, like, gave a bunch of, like, businesses or something to Nigel Farage and, like, a shit ton of money to Brexit. It's so funny to be an American and then to just casually fuck up British, like... Yeah, respect. <laughs> Nigel Farage lives in, like, Serbia now. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you can smoke indoors in Serbia. Based. <laughs> that is what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. People were like, this guy's going to be the prime minister. No, he's not. Is he the guy that uh, almost died in the plane crash? Uh, he was yeah. flying his plane and he tried to pick up a, a banner and it got <laughs> got tangled what? in his back rotor. Yeah. What? And he crashed and almost died. <laughs> what a dipshit. It's, it's so funny, dude. You can't pick really things up story. in a plane. <laughs> no, that's how you're supposed to do it. It's insane. You have to, if you're flying banners on the back of it, the way that you do it, I'm gonna probably going to cut this. The way that you do it is you have to fly the biplane, turn it around, and then you have a hook on the back of it and you have to catch it. Why? You can't take off with it behind. It'll fuck up. Oh my Jesus. It's insane. It's so archaic and you'd think that they'd figure out a different way to do it. No, that's how you have to do it. He was trying he was trying to pick up a banner that said like vote Brexit or something and it got tangled in his plane and he nose dove and crashed like immediately. Why is it like landing a jet on an aircraft carrier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's uh, horrifying. But this guy, Robert Mercer, he also funds Breitbart, like, still. He funded Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> and in 2021, uh, apparently, a, like, a historic thing for the IRS, he was ordered to pay $7 billion in back taxes. That he j- So he just wasn't paying taxes for years. At all. He's going to be on a boat, Mac. I guess yeah. Yeah, he's going to be on a boat, McAfee-style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and with all of these guys, you have to take their money into account with how their names appear in Google. Like, this guy's such a piece of shit that, like, some of the bad things he's done has come up. You, you gotta just allegedly assume that these guys have done some allegedly Jeffrey Epstein thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. At that level, absolutely. Just they remember don't let you we're get in a West boat. Palm Beach this entire story. Nevertheless, Merker, Mercer's package... Merker. Merker. Yeah. Yes. Merker's package was a modest one. The largest super yachts are more than 500 feet on a scale with naval destroyers and cost six or seven times what he was asking. This is really just a modest uh, super yacht. A small yacht. Mm-hmm. If you're buying a boat as large as a naval destroyer, you should just buy a naval destroyer. Hey, why not? Get it start, at, a, at an auction. Yeah, start building auction. a navy. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely, you could rent it out. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, Eric Prince is doing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's his business model. Yeah. He's building a navy now, too. Probably, in China, oh yeah. God. 
For the small, tight-lipped community around the world's biggest yachts, hmm, tight-lipped, hmm, the Palm Beach show has the promising air of spring training. On the cusp of the summer season, it affords brokers and builders and owners, or attendants from their family offices, a chance to huddle over the latest merchandise and to gather intelligence. Okay. Who's getting in? Who's getting out? And, most pressingly, who's ogling a bigger boat? (laughs) This is the biggest gossip event of the Miami Beach uh, (laughs) yacht season. On the docks, brokers parse the crowd according to a taxonomy of potential. (laughs) Guests asking for tours face a gauntlet of uh, greeters trained to to distinguish super-rich clients from ineligible visitors, (laughs) in the words of Emma Spence, a former greeter at the Palm Beach show. So you can't go and look at a yacht just for fun? No, you can do that, but the people who work there are going to be really passive-aggressive to you. <laughs> like, you smell like a poor person. Yes. Uh, Spence looked for promising clues, the right shoes, jewelry, pets, as well as for red flags, cameras, ornate business cards, clothes with pop culture references. You I just... can't, they're not letting me in in my invaders. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're throwing me off the boat because I'm wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt. <laughs> For greeters from elsewhere, Palm Beach is a challenging assignment. Unlike in Europe, where money can still produce some visible tells, Hunter Wellies, a barber jacket. What the fuck does that mean? A barber jacket is... Uh, Hunter Wellies? A wellies are boots. Okay. A uh, barber jacket's like a nice <clears throat> coat brand. The habits of wealth in Florida offer little that's reliable. One colleague resorted to binoculars to spot a passerby with a $100,000 watch, according to Spence. I wonder pe- if it was a Rolex Yacht Master. Ooh, that, that would make sense. He's on a yacht. For a yachtsman. According to Spence, people judged to have insufficient buying power, uh, power are quietly marked for dissuasion. <laughs> I would not want to be quietly marked for dissuasion <laughs> by these people. Christ, I am no. not going to lie. Don't you get it, dude? They're always going to be a capacity for us. <laughs> uh, for the uninitiated, a pleasure boat the length of a football field can be bewildering. A pleasure boat. I just really don't like that phrasing. Yeah, that's that's fucked up sounding. Andy Cohen, we always love when there's an Andy Cohen drop, don't we, boys? The talk show host recalled his first visit to a super yacht owned by the media mogul Barry Diller. Quote, I was like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Respect to Andy on that one. We love Andy. This guy, we love Andy, folks. <laughs> this guy, Diller, uh, he's some, you know, he's got a bunch of fucking crazy companies, but he ran Tinder's parent company, and he paid a shit ton of money to cover up sexual assault allegations. That gels. It does, doesn't it? It the, really does. The Tinder guy? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he's a sex guy? Yeah, yeah, the format that you put this together and is so good, it just introduces a rich guy, and you're like, here's what yeah, they did. That's the thing, because I'm like, I'm reading this, and I'm like, there's no way somebody named fucking Barry Diller isn't a psychopath, and he doesn't introduce me as any, he, ta- he introduces him as a cool guy with a pleasure boat. <laughs> you know? I was so happy on the pleasure boat. <laughs> I had so much pleasure on the pleasure Bounding boat. Bounding with pleasure. The life. Submit to, to my pleasure, pleasure yeah. <laughs> The boats have grown so vast that some owners place unique works of art outside the elevator on each deck so that lost guests don't barge into the wrong stateroom. Okay. At the Palm Beach show, I lingered in front of a gracious vessel called the Namaste. 
That the one that that's fucking calling back to the last episode. One of these or, yo- one of these uh, yoga people article. bought a boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until I was dissuaded by a wooden placard. Private yacht, no boarding, no paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste, the private yacht. <laughs> it's just these fucking scumbags incarnate. In a nearby berth was a 250-foot super yacht called Bold. It's a boring name. It's like a movie. Yeah. It's like a modern movie. It's like movie. Yeah, it's like Babylon. Which was styled like a warship with its own helicopter hangar, three sea dews, uh, two sailboats, and a color scheme of gunmetal gray. That's so awesome. <laughs> this guy's going to go conquer Sealand from <laughs> <laughs> the annoying guy who runs it now. That is the setting of a Grand Theft Auto V mission. Yeah. Uh, the rugged look is a trend. Explorer vessels equipped to handle remote journeys are the sport utility vehicles of yachting. I hate this fucking shit so much. <laughs> really gets under my skin. If you hail from the realm of ineligible, ineligible visitors, if you hail from the realm of ineligible visitors, shut the fuck up. This guy's an ineligible visitor. He is who they don't want on the boat. He thinks he's not because he's a journalist and he's going to write up a piece in the New Yorker about how cool these guys are. And they were so nice to me. Exactly. You may not be aware that we are living through, quote, the greatest boom in the yacht business that's ever existed, as Bob Dennison, whose firm, Dennison Yachting, is one of the world's largest brokers, told me. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, um, uh, Bob Dennison, um, I think it was, b- I- I'm guessing it was before he was the CEO of the yachting uh, thing. He ran the New York Parole Board, basically just putting innocent people in prison. He did that for almost a decade, and then says he felt bad about it and became an advocate, in his own words. Now, I don't know really what that means. An advocate for himself. To yeah, be yeah. An advocate for the boat. yachting industry, it looks like. Exactly, brother. <laughs> so he stopped doing it. He, like, resigned or whatever, and then he disrupted the yacht industry by being the first guy to sell one for Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm hoping at the top. We love the disruption of an industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tom Brady's going bankrupt, apparently, because he had a bunch yeah. of money in, in Bitcoin. In FTX, yeah. 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 He's getting sued, too. Yeah, he Hell yeah, like by his wife. FTX guy. He's getting sued by his wife because he kept making her put all their money in, in FTX. FTX. Oh, my God. Quote, every broker, every builder up and down the docks is having some of the best years they've ever experienced. In 2021, the industry sold a record 887 super yachts worldwide, nearly twice the previous year's total. In 2021, what happened hmm, in those two years that might have created a shit ton of uh, way too wealthy people who have way too much money to spend on yachts? Super yachts. Hmm. I, I like that. Uh, I like that this is their problem. I want to see how much quicker the uh, yacht industry faces an end to the supply crisis than everything else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. With more than a thousand new super yachts on order, shipyards are so backed up that clients unaccustomed to being told no have been shunted to waiting lists. I'm so unaccustomed to being told that my yacht is going to be delayed in its construction. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. They, they need to hurry up. <laughs> I, ho- I, to, I can't believe they've been shunted to waiting lists. I'm the rich guy list. trying to start my own, like, shipyard now because <laughs> I'm so scorned by yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... Building a boat that sinks immediately killing me. <laughs> I could build a faster boat, I'm sure of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm the Howard Hughes of boats, but I'm just <laughs> some fucking asshole. <laughs> One reason for the increased demand for yachts uh, in the pandemic, some buyers invoked social distancing. <laughs> Others, an existential awakening. Jesus fucking Christ. So some were super paranoid and rich enough to deal with it. They, they could be on mm-hmm. a boat away from all the COVID. And the others exactly. were the the youngest Tannenbaum child. They need to get away from the hordes. On a boat tour away from his stepsister. <laughs> John Stolupi or uh, of Palm Beach Gardens, who made a fortune from car dealerships, is looking to upgrade from his current $60 million yacht. Now... John Stalupi, who made a fortune from car dealerships. This is a bit of an undersell on this guy, because you Google him, and it's it, it, it comes back pretty clearly that he is a member of the Colombo crime family. <laughs> John Stalupi. Shout out him. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just according to Google. He's a Colombo. And he owned a strip club called Double D's Ranch and Saloon that a ton of articles say is controversial for some reason, but I cannot figure out why. I'm assuming because it's a mob front. I mean, most likely. What, what a fucking terrible mob front. <laughs> a, a strip club called Double D's? Yeah, a, a <laughs> strip club that seems like it may serve, like, Tex-Mex. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> Yeah, and it's like no one would ever suspect it. You know what clearly turned out to be a much better mob front is uh, Palm Beach Gardens, a fortune, a, a, a car dealership yeah. uh, company. Quote. So this this guy says, when you're forty or fifty years old, when you're forty or fifty years old, you say, I got plenty of time. He told me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. This. Is <laughs> but at seventy five, he's ready to throw in an extra fifteen million if it'll spare him three years of waiting. <laughs> Is your life worth $5 million a year? I think so, he said. A a deeper reason for the demand is the widening imbalance of wealth. Since 1990, the United States... What the fuck does that mean? That's an increase... No, it's what you're talking about. Not enough people can pay to expedite their yachts. Yeah, everyone's super rich. There are more super Uh, rich assholes now, so they all want their own special boat. You're just so poor that I have to buy a yacht. Yeah, and now they're all competing with each other to buy these boats, so they're trying to, like, snake one another. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's like, I'm trying to spend $15 million to get my boat built immediately. (laughs) No one's even willing to do that for him. It's like, dude, now Bill Gates is calling you a bitch. (laughs) Since 1990... Uh, the United States supply of billionaires has increased from 66 to more than 700. Jesus Christ. Even as the median hourly wage has risen only 20 cent, uh, 20%. In that time, the number of truly giant yachts, those longer than 250 feet, has climbed from less than 10 to more than 170. Raphael Sol- Solu, the CEO of Fraser Yachts, told me bluntly, quote, COVID and wealth, a perfect storm for us. He's like tenting his fingers as he says that he's like COVID and wealth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, This guy, I didn't look too much into him, but he was the CEO of this yacht company, and then he just left it for some reason and was immediately hired as the CEO of a brokerage firm called IYC. I can only imagine what these fucking people do. Invest your currency. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds very Epstein-ish to me. I would have to agree. We don't need any litigious yachtsmen coming after us. I'm fucking starving, Me dude. too. I'm so hungry. Me too. All right. You want to pause this and get food? 
Yeah, why not? We can go get some food real quick. Uh, how much longer is this? All right, so I don't know how abrupt this is going to be, folks. We just uh, we just went to Five Guys and met the new robot lady that has to take your uh, order. And we hate her. We don't not, we don't she like her. She sucks. Uh, Danny had sex with her. No, I didn't. Danny had sex with the robot lady. a happy, lady. loving relationship. Kiss me through the, the phone. Robot lady who he had See sex you with. later on. <laughs> Danny... <laughs> Danny, the robot picked up, but Danny said, Soldier boy, tell him, <laughs> baby, you know that I miss you. I want to get with you. Get me through the phone. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I said to the robot, folks. And uh, she also told me that it was recorded. We're closing on that, unless we already have. I don't know. I don't think so. So, yeah. Uh, what we were just talking about was this guy, the CEO of Fraser Yachts, uh, Told the journalist, COVID and wealth, a perfect storm for us. Frasier Yachts. It's like yeah. a company Matt would invent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to sell yachts to Frasier. <laughs> I don't know, he's fake. This is our deluxe package. <laughs> we call it The Niles. <laughs> <laughs> the Niles. We tried watching that show. We really tried giving it as yeah. fair of a shake as we I give didn't. anything. I have not. I did not do that. I'll, I'll do it, that when I get home. It sucked. Yeah, that was great. Oh, Jack was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> and you're like, Matt wants to. Matt's been asking me for six months to watch <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> he won't do it by himself for some reason. What's it on? I'm going to watch it. What was it on? Like uh, Hulu or something? Yeah, I don't know. One of the fake ones. We probably yeah. illegally stre- streamed it. Yeah. You uh, can watch it on Stars Network. <laughs> And yet, the marina in Palm Beach was thrumming with anxiety. Western allies, in the hope of uh, pressuring Putin to withdraw, have sought to cut off Russian oligarchs from businesses and luxuries abroad. Quote, we are coming for your ill-begotten gains, President Joe Biden declared. We gave it to them! In his State of the Union address, we did give it to them. But what they forget is they're not talking about uh, Russia here. They're talking about Afghanistan. This is right before he took (laughs) all of the money out of their bank. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not like they needed that or anything. Yeah. All the people that live there. All right. I'm taking all the money out of the Afghani Central Bank, <laughs> and I'm giving it to me, Matt, because my son, Bo, the died in guy. Afghanistan <laughs> with the burn pits. Obama killed him. <laughs> Obama <laughs> killed him. He should <laughs> run on That's Joe Biden's yeah. re-election strategy. Obama killed my son. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man named Obama, Mac. <laughs> he killed my son. He wins 100% of the votes. There's no one who doesn't support this method. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can say precisely how many of Putin's associates own super yachts. This is where they get into the uh, the very liberal part of this article. Known to professionals as white boats because the white boat world is notoriously opaque. What the fuck does that mean? The white boat, the white boat world. What does that mean? They're like white Russians, I guess. I guess so. Milk and vodka, milk and vodka. I meant like it. the white Russian army versus. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> we love the red boat world, don't we, folks? Yeah, <laughs> communist super yacht. <laughs> In Spain, the government obtained a hundred and fifty million dollar yacht associated with Sergei Chemizov. <laughs> the head of the conglomerate Rostec, whose bond with Putin reaches back to their time at, uh, as KGB uh, officers in East Germany. As in many cases, the boat is not registered to blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? They, uh, stole, they, they took a bunch of boats uh, away from 
I guess Russians. Oh, we yeah. knew this, right? Didn't they oh, announce they were? Yeah, like once a week. Made a big like, show of this. We've seized another super yacht from a Russian oligarch. Yeah. And it's like yeah, because in 1996, it's like yeah, you let this guy have like all the all the grain funds. <laughs> yeah. In Palm Beach, the yachting community worried that the same scrutiny might be applied to them. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That'd be nice. Yeah, take their fucking boats. Say your super yacht is in Asia, and there's some big conflict where China invades Taiwan, Denison told me. China could spin it as, look at these American oligarchs. <laughs> How's that spinning it as anything? <laughs> that's, what ha- that's what's happening. So in these fact, guys are our, work- our official position up until this point has been that it's good and you can have these oligarchs. Unless you do something bad, then we're going to come for them. Right. They, like, even in that uh, previous paragraph when they were like yeah we're gonna close up all these loopholes they've been using it's like what yeah, yeah. but they would have been there otherwise and everyone else can still keep using them yeah the billionaires are afraid that china is gonna play like an uno reverse card on us and take their boats <laughs> yeah but i just installed new teak floorboards <laughs> he wondered if the seizures of super yachts marked a growing political animus toward the very rich it's a it's a slippery slope when you talk <laughs> when you start taking away super yachts Whenever things First are, they came for the super yachts, and I said nothing. <laughs> for I did not own one. Whenever things are economically or politically disruptive, he said, it's hard to justify taking an insane amount of money and just putting it into something that costs a lot to maintain, depreciates, and is only used for having a good time. Nobody pretends that a super yacht is a productive place to stash your wealth. In a column this spring headlined, "A super yacht is a terrible asset," the Financial Times observed. Quote, owning a super yacht is like uh, owning a stack of ten Van Goghs, only you, are only, only you are holding them over your head as you tread water, trying to keep them dry. <laughs> when I went to the art museum, someone was getting way too into the Van Gogh painting, and the security said, get away from that. Really? What do you mean, way too in? Like, I think they were trying to touch it or something. Like, they're getting real close. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, going nose to nose with his brush strokes. That is not was, allowed. Like, the security was like, please step away. <laughs> Except it's really easy to get too close to paintings accidentally when you're at museums and get yelled at by the guards. Yeah, they're right there. No one yelled at me, but <laughs> I've been yelled at. <laughs> um, there was this annoying guy we used to know who we used to call Karate Man because the only thing we knew about him was that he did karate. You didn't know his name? Well, I knew his name and it rhymed with man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on uh, Instagram he and his girl, new girlfriend did a costume where they pretended to be like the Extinction Rebellion people in the <laughs> museum and then got yeah. escorted out. Epic. They have a video of them being like escorted out of the museum. <laughs> they pretended to... <laughs> it was a Halloween costume. That's... Okay. Let's go to the museum. That's the stupidest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> it's, it's just like... They don't think that you were doing an epic prank. Like, they think you're going to go throw they, they think that they stopped you. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- they think they did a job well done. Yeah. These zany Brits are boating over to throw soup on our masterpieces. Ooh, let's, let's, let's get through this. Uh, not so long ago, status transactions among, uh, among the elite, again with that little fucking dash above the E, get the fuck over yourself were denominated in old masters and in the sculptures of the Italian Renaissance. In the 1950s, the height of aspirational style was fine French furniture, FFF, as it became... No- what is he talking about? <laughs> FFF. 
FFF as it became known in certain precincts of Fifth Avenue and Palm Beach. Before long, more and more money was going airborne. Hugh Hefner, a pioneer in the private jet era, decked out a plane he called his Big Bunny. This is just... Now he's talking about planes. Hugh Hefner had a great plane. Yeah, oh my god, for sure. Uh, the oil baron Armand Hammer circled the globe on his Boeing 727. Armand Hammer. That yeah. is the Army Hammer's Yes, that that's Army grandfather. Hammer's grandfather, who was yep. a Chad. Like, yeah. uh, he was probably a spy for the Soviet Union. Yeah. And he would play both sides, and he was like, I should be allowed to do oil deals with Muammar Gaddafi. <laughs> These sanctions are bullshit. And his name is literally Arm and Hammer. Yeah, Armand Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking His parents name. were commies. Yeah, his, his parents were hardcore commies. His parents said, we're going to name you arm and hammer pretty dope and that's why the fucking baking soda or whatever it is has the yeah. arm and hammer on it i mean, that might be a different arm and hammer no i think it's the exact same thing it's the same arm and hammer yeah wow uh blah 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 uh but what but once it seemed that every plutocrat had a plane the thrill was gone so now i guess they had to change that to big old boats but now there's a shit ton of boats so the same thing's gonna happen right what are they gonna have next dildos that bike from Burn After Reading? Yeah, everyone's going to have to buy a bunch of those. They're going to have yeah. to get the best one. That's what I'm talking this about. This one fucks me the cleanest. <laughs> In any case, an airplane is just transportation. A big ship is a floating manse with a hierarchy written into the nomenclature. Shut the fuck up! If it has a crew working aboard, it's a yacht. If it's more than 98 feet, it's a super yacht. After that, definitions are debated. But people generally agree that anything more than 230 feet is a mega yacht, and more than 295 uh, 95 is a giga yacht. A giga yacht. <laughs> <laughs> I need a Terry. All yacht. the guys yeah. who bought mega yachts, and then they found out about giga yachts. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> that's the that's the Italian guy we were talking about earlier. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll spend fifteen million dollars. I need my giga yacht now. <laughs> the Italian guy. <laughs> The world contains about 5,400 uh, super yachts and about 100 giga yachts. Who owns the giga yachts? I think Putin owned one, and then they took it from him. No, there's no way they got his giga yacht. That's what it says up in the article. I didn't want to oh, read shit. it because it was really boring. Uh, for the moment, a giga yacht is the most expensive item that our species has figured out how to own. In 2019, the hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin bought a, uh, a quadruplex on Central Park South for $240 million, the highest price ever paid for a home in America. It's just like, okay. If, if, if you, uh, you want to find out the most expensive type of thing to own, I got some stuff to sell you. <laughs> very true, very true. Call me. Well, this guy Ken Griffin, uh, had, had to Google him, of course. He was the CEO of Citadel. Uh, and uh, was the guy who went all in on the GameStop Reddit stock bullshit. In May, an unknown buyer spent about $195 million on an Andy Warhol silkscreen portrait of Marilyn Monroe. He's just talking about rich people buying things. <laughs> He's, like, beaten off to it. He's coming a little harder every time he types, <laughs> like, more zeros. <laughs> <laughs> in luxury yacht terms, those are ordinary numbers. <laughs> Shut Quote, there are a lot of boats uh, boats in build well over to what there are a lot of boats in build well over two hundred and fifty million dollars. Jamie Edmonston, a broker in Monaco and London, told me uh, I couldn't find anything about this guy on the Internet. So yeah, he's probably like the Grim Reaper or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> undoubtedly. Yeah. Uh, 
his buyers are getting younger and more inclined to spend long stretches at sea. Quote, high-speed internet, telef- telephony, modern communications... Telephony. Telephony. <laughs> modern communications have been making... Uh, have been... Uh, have made working easier, he said. Plus, people made a lot more money earlier in life. A Silicon Valley CEO, I think is really interesting, told me that one appeal of boats, blah, 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 they wouldn't go on the record, whatever Silicon Valley CEO this is. He's like, I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep the appeal of I'm going to keep, I don't want anyone to know why I like boats, what the appeal <laughs> of boats is. To me. You know, why is that, I wonder? Uh, told me that one appeal of boats is that they can, quote, absorb the most excess capital. He explained rationally, it would seem to make sense for people to spend half a billion dollars on their house and then fifty million on the boat that they're on for two weeks a year, right? Uh, totally. I'm constantly thinking about that. I mean, I'd like to spend at least three weeks a year on my boat. All right, two weeks—that's fucking nothing. But it's gone the other way. People don't want to live in a hundred thousand square foot house. Optically, it's weird. <laughs> so true. But ha- but a half billion dollar boat actually is quite nice. Stalupi, the uh, mob guy of Palm Beach Gardens, is content to spend three or four times as much on his yachts as on his homes. Plural for both of those. Part of the appeal is flexibility. Quote, if you're on your boat and you don't like your neighbor, you tell the captain, let's go to a different place, he says. (coughs) (laughs) On land, (laughs) escaping a bad neighbor requires more work. Quote, you got to try and buy him out or make him uncomfortable or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing Dean Martin (laughs) really loud. (laughs) The preference for sea-based investment has altered the proportion of taste. Uh, Until recently, the Silicon Valley CEO said, a 50-meter boat is considered a good-sized boat. Now that that would be a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> in, the past 20, in the past 20 years, the length of the average luxury yacht has grown by a third to 160 feet. Look at him pulling up in the pussy boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here he just quotes a bunch of really old economists and like philosophers talking about how it has to be, you have to be rich or whatever and something something about ex- exclusive leathers made of eels and stingray <laughs> what i don't know bagels from zabars sex workers a rare melon from the island of hokkaido <laughs> i don't know what the you fuck you can get hokkaido about. melon beer at the liquor store <laughs> fuck out of here it's all right yeah it's too sugary uh what's it the, n- he then breaks out into a seminal 1950s hit we're in the money <laughs> performing in its entirety but these shrines to excess capital exist in a conditional state of visibility. They are meant to be unmistakable to a slender stratum of society and all but unseen by everyone else. Even before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the yachting community was straining to manage its reputation as a gusher of carbon emissions. One well-stocked diesel yacht is estimated to produce as much greenhouse gas as 1,500 cars. (laughs) 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 Now, they were dealing with this reputation even before Russia invaded Ukraine. Can you believe that? Just the rich traveling around in these, like, pollution factories. (laughs) Literally. Not to mention the fact that the world of white boats is overwhelmingly white. <laughs> I mean, they're Russian, right? In <laughs> uh, a candid aside to a French documentarian, the American yachtsman Bill Duker said, quote, if the rest of the world learns to uh, what it's like to live on a yacht like this, they're going to bring back the guillotine. 
<laughs> so this guy, the first article that comes up when you Google his name is the superstar lawyer tied to Harvey Weinstein isn't panicked. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is the first thing that comes up. So you it's know, the guy to get Harvey is Walker. Draw, <laughs> draw your own conclusions to that one. Uh, the Dutch press recently reported that Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, uh, this is the thing about how he uh, is building his. He was building his yacht on the other side of like a. A super old bridge that survived the Nazis or whatever, uh, <laughs> and he, they were gonna take it apart to move Jeff Bezos's yacht to sea. <laughs> but they said no, right? They well, the people got really that. angry about it, and they were like, "Okay, we'll talk about this again in a couple years." Is basically, uh, what happened. So the yacht just stuck there until then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll give it some more time, and the bridge is less historical. Actually, if it's more time, then it's more historical. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bezos is going to raise an army and conquer the Netherlands. (laughs) He could do that easier than waiting three years for his yacht. I don't know what's going on here. All the people who will give interviews for this and be like, don't put my name in it. Can you imagine why? Like, (laughs) they're saying, don't put my name in it. Now let's get into... uh, (laughs) One of my favorite people that she interviewed, I think. Alex Finley, a former CIA officer who has seen yachts proliferate <coughs> near her home in Barcelona, has weighed the super yacht era and its discontents in writing and on Twitter, using the hashtag YachtWatch. Quote, to me, the yachts are not just yachts, she told me. In Russia's case, these are the embodiment of oligarchs helping a dictator destabilize our democracy while utilizing our democracy to their benefit. But the guys who do that in our who own the jets yeah. in our country are cool. My employers. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not going to... I don't need... You don't need to tap the sign, but I'm going to do it anyway. You don't leave the CIA. There's no former CIA officer. They're That's dead and buried. She lives in Barcelona. She she's staging the separatist movement for reasons unknown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The CIA backs the Catalans. Yeah. Uh, the FBI backs the Basque. Uh, <laughs> like all the different fucking. There's a Leon separatist movement that the ATF is backing. Yeah, the, this, the DEA's got a stake in there somewhere. Yeah. This lady's got her fingers in all of these sinister. The soups. DEA wants to reestablish Granada for reasons unknown. <laughs> This is just from her website. Like, Convenient location, 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 location in real estate. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure this is from alexfinley.com, and it, um, it's like the first paragraph. Alex Finley is a former officer of the CIA's Directorate of Operations, where she served in West Africa and Europe. Before becoming a bureaucrat living large off the system, she chased puffy white men around Washington, D.C. as a member of the Wild Dog Pack, better known as the Washington Media Elite. Clearly, this woman's just been a fucking CIA journalist. Ow! The wild dog pack. (laughs) All my dogs are here. Better known as the Washington media elite. What years was she in West Africa and Europe? Uh, I didn't read far enough to figure that out, but I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't disclose that information. I I guess it's probably classified. Uh, And also, I saw on her podcast... Or, do you guys remember when we did the episode about that Greek CIA guy on Twitter? Of course, the the Havana syndrome yeah. Uh, influencer. Yeah. And he was on the board of the same company that that guy John Cipher is on, the other CIA guy on Twitter, who's like big anti-Trump guy. You, yeah. you guys have seen him, I'm of sure. Of course. Uh, she went on his podcast, I saw on, on, his we- <laughs> on, on her website. They're all buddies. Interesting, yeah. 
a lot of former CIA people. Uh, but fin- but Finley added, it's a mistake to think the toxic symbolism applies only to Russia. The yachts tell a whole story about a Faustian capitalism, this thread that we're ready to sell democracy for short-term profit, she says, w- that we're ready to. We've been doing that, uh, lady. And What democracy? <laughs> Yeah, democracy is made to be sold. They're, re- they're registered offshore. They use every loophole that we put in place for illicit money and tax havens. So they play a role in this battle writ large between uh, autocracy and democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that she talks in, like, uh, shitty lib book titles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, autocracy absolutely. and democracy. <laughs> yeah. After a morning on the docks at the Palm Beach show, I headed to a more secluded marina nearby, which had been set aside for what an attendant called the really big hardware. It all feels so much like they're talking about penises so often. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is where we keep the really big hardware. It felt less like a trade show than like a boutique resort with a swimming pool and a terrace restaurant. Kevin Merrigan, a relaxed Californian with horn-rimmed glasses and a high forehead, <laughs> pink by the sun, was waiting for me at the stern of the unbridled. She couldn't come up with any other descriptors. <laughs> with a big pink forehead. <laughs> a, a, the unbridled, a super yacht with a brilliant blue hull that gave it the feel of a personal cruise ship. He invited me to the bridge deck where a giant screen showed silent videos of dolphins at play. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Nothing on this guy on the internet either. Definitely a super villain. He's got a yacht where he has dolphins playing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he has a spinny chair and a desk in front of it. Silent videos of dolphins at play. <laughs> Feeds them to the dolphins. <laughs> well, no, dude, because dolphins are known for their sex shit. Remember, we're in West Palm Beach. It's a feeding of a kind. Merrigan <laughs> is the chairman of the brokerage Northrop and Johnson, which has ridden the tide of growing boats and wealth since 1949. Lounging on a sofa mounded with throw pillow, uh, pillows, he projected a nearly uh, post-coital level of contentment. <laughs> what? <laughs> this writer is so weird. It was almost as if we had just had sex, and he didn't like me. <laughs> he had recently sold the boat we were on, accepted an offer for a behemoth beside us, and begun negotiating the sale of yet another. Th- quote, this client owns three big yachts, he said. It's a hobby for him. We're at 191 feet now. And last night he said, you know, what do you think about getting a 250? Merrigan laughed. And I was like, can't you just have dinner? This is like the really annoying writing in Glass Onion and, and like the menu. You know what I mean? Epic. It's too epic. <laughs> it's, it's so quirky. It sucks that someone down the line decided like that's what people were going to like. Big old boats. Or quirkiness. The, the quir- that, that super quirky sound <laughs> yeah, yeah. of writing. This next article, or article, uh, this next paragraph, I don't feel like reading it. Basically, they say that um, Dutch Dutch designed boats are better than Italian for some reason. <laughs> uh, there's like special terms to make fun of other people's boats. You're uh, a boaty. And apparently. <laughs> That's like some like literally 17th century European racism. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Dutchman's boat is far superior to the lazy Romans. The greasy Romans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in the end, nothing says as much about a yacht or its owner as the delicate matter of LOA, length overall. It's it's really a penis thing, I, I think, for a lot of these people. 
Um, I know this is a, an unbelievably long article, but we are wrapping it up very soon here. There's just two more paragraphs. <laughs> but, like, when I say that I literally cut 20 pages of this fucking article... What? Yes. He keeps going on. Jesus Christ. That's the most fucked up CIA shit, too, is buried in the middle that I didn't get to. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah, so this yeah is, exactly. This is what they call the murder boat. This is where they kill all of the people they need to kill. <laughs> yeah. At sea. The imperative is not usually length for length's sake, though the longtime owner told me that at times there is an aspect of phallic sizing. LOA, uh, LOA is a byword for grandeur. In most cases, pleasure yachts are permitted to carry no more than 12 passengers. Pleasure yachts is such an insane term. Yeah. It sounds like you go there to smoke opium and do sex crimes. And 12 passengers seems unlikely. Just with, like, the people you need to Maybe actually do it. the boating shit. Maybe yeah. that's why it's only 12 passengers. Passengers is a very... The... Yeah, passengers is a specific word, I think. Uh, a rule set by the International Convention for the Safety of Life at Sea, which was <laughs> convened after the sinking of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Yeah. Some guy complaining about regulations that were placed. <laughs> after the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the fall of the Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those limits do not apply to crew. So you might have any uh, anything between 12 and 50 crew looking after uh, those 12 guests. Edmonston, see that sounds to me like ripe, ripe uh, ground for a, a revolt, a little peasant revolt. You know what I mean? Take over the boat, sort of start a little oh, commune absolutely. on the high seas. Yeah, more crew than passengers. <laughs> fucking make okay. them all walk okay, the fucking crew plank. Distinct. It's like okay. I can almost see how that works. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the super yacht, he's like, I shouldn't have installed a plank on this yacht. Now the crew's <laughs> making me walk it. <laughs> yeah. Seizing a super yacht would be awesome. You're like seizing a small country. Literally. Yeah, exactly. It's very nice. You're seizing that one map in Halo Reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Navy SEALs come and shoot you. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. Well, they don't, yeah. But it's like uh, when you're they massacred those it. pirates. Yeah, you're trying to take it around the Horn of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> they crash <laughs> yeah they don't shoot you they have to come rescue you <laughs> uh, they crash an osprey in the process Edmiston the broker said it's a level of service you cannot really contemplate until you've been fortunate enough to experience it even among the truly rich this is the last gratefully this is the last one I chose even among the truly rich there is a gap between the haves and the have yachts Ooh, he said it that, wow. that Leo, the Leo gift from, uh... uh <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. From Hollywood, yeah. <clears throat> one boating guest told me about a conversation with a famous friend who keeps one of the world's largest yachts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, such like a, that's like a girlfriend really... in Canada. I have a very famous friend who keeps one I'm of the world's largest boat. yachts. I have a friend who's a man with a much larger boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> He said, the boat is the last vestige of what real wealth can do. What he meant is, you have a chef, and I have a chef. You have a driver, and I have a driver. You can fly privately, and I can fly privately. So, the one place where I can make clear to the world that I am in a different fucking category than you is the boat. That's what I'm ending it out on. Because I think it really, uh, it really encapsulates these fucking losers. 
These psychos take all their boats. Yeah, we're on a boat, boys. Imagine, tr <laughs> imagine trying to hold a conversation with one of these fucking guys. And they're just like, "Well, how large is your boat?" And you're like, "I, I don't have a boat." It's like talking to a how five year old. How many have you had sex with? It's like talking to a little kid. They're like, "How big is your boat?" And you're like, "I don't have a boat." And they're like, "What features does your boat have?" Yeah, I hope all of these yachts get situationally seized by, like, the Mexican Navy. <laughs> yeah, they yes. could use it against the cartel, I'll tell you what. Yeah, thank you <laughs> for listening to Boomer Death Squad. And we are sorry, right? We're <laughs> very sorry. We're sorry. We're back. It's season three now. Season is, three yeah. Boomer Death Squad. Yeah. We have a new outlook on life inspired by our quick uh, near brushes with death through uh, throwing up and shitting out of our doo-doo asses. Yeah, I didn't do any of that, but... Uh... Danny did all of that. <laughs> Danny didn't poop at all while we were on Yeah, Danny break. hasn't pooped in weeks. <laughs> it's true. You know what? I won't deny it. Folks, if you would like to... Uh... Unconstipate, unclog Danny. Yeah, if you would like to <laughs> unclog like a, Danny. If you'd like to stick a nose down my tube and suck my shit out through my nose. Yeah. <laughs> a nose down my tube. A nose, a nose down, down my tube. tube. Yeah, stick your nose in this guy's tube. <laughs> yeah, folks, stick your nose in Danny's tube. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at BoomerDeathPod. We'll have a Discord linked in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodles.